Now, I don't feel that I should put this at the front or the back of this. But explain everything I just said to you, or basically that's in this video. This is how I want to realize you. are talking about taking but we just took in these areas where these Negroes have been in power for 30, 40 years. So this is how they do it. Then we just took your area. And what happens for black people, this is how this is how it would be for. Suddenly where you live at becomes a different district. So, okay, here we go. Say for all you folks that bought these nice homes and stuff in decent areas, suddenly they redistrict your area and put you with the poverty area, you know, because you vote mostly Democratic, so they're going to they put your your area, with your $300,000 house, in the poverty area with the low income. So now you get one representative. Guess what that does to your property value? It drops it. The $350,000 house now only $175,000. In, in turn, it does the same thing with the upper middle class. It drops them because now they're redistricted. Just in your same area, if they got middle and upper middle class in the same area, then $600,000 house drops down to three hundred. See? Now you've lost all this value in your home. And the millionaires that are black, you know, because normally we tend to live in the same areas. Not the same neighborhood, the same areas. You know, progressively, you know, rich, middle, I mean middle, upper middle, and rich. Because most of us have left the slums, we thought. But now with this redistricting, we're gonna put you right back in it. So now all the value you put into your property is gone. And you know why? Because of these same cool ass Negroes who've been voting for for 40 years, who haven't changed a damn thing. So what happened is what? You'll get one representative that used to have, you used to have two representatives, the ones that control your area and the poor or whatever, now you got one. And so what's going to, that means the resources are going to be split between the poor, the middle, and the upper middle black. Now, on the other terms, the upper, the middle class black neighborhoods, I mean white neighborhoods, they, since they weren't redistrict and they're Republican, their property values go up. Now they become from a working class neighborhood. They used to be working class. Now they become middle class. And the ones who had uh, middle class, they become upper middle class white. So their 60-year-old house becomes worth more than your brand new 30-year-old house. Get it? <laughs> so we always at the bottom. And that's because we put these same Negroes in over and over and over and over and over. But you'll see, when you see this video, you'll get the idea of what I'm talking about. This is how they keep a red line on us. And this is how we have to stop doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Like I said, if you got to vote for your interest, vote for your interest. Vote for what you pay for. Because too many of you black folks have moved out of these dilapidated areas and put too much of your time and money into something for these people to come along and do the same shit they did to us back in the, in the 50s. Because I can tell you exactly how that worked. My father bought a house in a middle-class white neighborhood. He spent $18,000 and $50,000 was a lot of money. Took him two years to move into it. And what happens? Before it was all said and done, all the whites moved out, they, they redistributed the area and became the slums. So even though the houses look decent, 
It became the slum, so the property values went down. So what did they do? They put the low-income fools in there with them. And this is how you're doing it again. Unless the middle-class, enough of middle-class black people say enough's enough. We ain't doing this shit no more. Uh, we have to make a class distinction. And quit voting these. Like I said, you vote your interests, because I'm not doing that shit no more. I'm not, you know, every time you tell me, well, we got a black man, we got a black woman, and they don't do a damn thing for us. Look at Chicago, prime example. They were so happy to have two women running for male, and they both were black. And look, the one they elected ain't getting shit. The goddamn place went to a swamp. Shooting, killing, murdering, you know, walking and still walk out wherever you want. And that's sad to say in a lot of areas. You know, and the representation in that city is, you know, all the liberal wards. God, I mean, they just dilapidate, destroy, but the, all the white wars, Hispanic wars, Asian wars, they can everything done. But yet, Chicago has more people on the city council than any other major city. I mean, more than New York. And most of them are Negroes. And they ain't doing shit. They've been there 20, 20 years. You got state representatives been there 20, 30 years. They ain't doing shit. Exactly. Oh, yeah, a bunch of people complain. Oh, yeah. But they keep doing the same people back. But like I said, you know, this is how it's going to work. Right. For you I black folks, you got some sense. Don't vote no more, goddamn Democrat bullshit. You know, vote for some people. Don't vote for them program, those social programs. That's gonna, they don't go right in your goddamn neighborhood. Back when you bought your $700,000 house, they're going to decide that they want to put a youth program in your park. The one that used to go out there, so that, or they might be some low-income housing within a mile of your place. We know what that does. That's up to you. But just listen to this story. You know, it's a little long. This is going to be 22 minutes long. I usually don't make it this long. But just listen to the next video, to the rest of this video, and you'll get what I'm saying. And if you can't see it then, then you just never will see it. But this is how they redline us. And this is how they keep us in the same damn situation. And we help do this because we keep falling for the same old trick that we're going to help a black person and they don't help us. All the cool Negroes do is get in there and make money and fuck us up. Because it can be yes, some boss and yes, some man, motherfuckers. That's all. Excuse me. So, you listen to what I said. Listen to this video, the rest of this video, and you'll get the idea. Have a nice day, man. Yeah. Now here's an interesting story I read this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Guess you want to hear this. It says, map by map, GOP chips away at black Democrats power. And here we have uh, Representative G.K. Butterfield, Democrat, North Carolina. Uh, I think this one is House Majority with James Clyburn. Uh, Leeds and Deborah Watson and Schultz. I get the other one. But anyway, I don't know. This is whatever. Whoever he is. What happened to her? What happened to her? First vote, what? More than 30 years ago, Robert Reeves Sr. marched into a meeting of his county government in Sanford, North Carolina, and went the van. Queen of predominantly black district of the county, which was 23% black at the time, but had no black representation in face of lawsuit and reporting rights. The county commission refused to raise the red suit, but after the county settled, he drew its district. He was elected in 1990 as the county's first black commissioner. Both he has held comfortably ever since. Until this year, the new power and control of the county have extended. 
the district to the northeast, adding more rural and suburban no. white voters no, to the no, most no. rural district oh, south yeah, and while effectively eliminating the influence of black voters. Reeves is still proud of only black municipal peers who are now in the seat. We all have the same objective, the same interview, trying to local politics, be voting for officials, to get me out of the seat. Reeves is one of the growing number of black elected officials running from the Congress to county commissions who have been drawn out of their districts, placing new competitive districts to vote against the new districts by against the incumbents of their own party. It means they are running against each other. Almost all the affected lawmakers are Democrats. Most of the map is Depends on what you want out of life. 
North Carolina elsewhere, Republicans yet to say that they have new maps or race plan. Many officials said use no racial data designed the maps and therefore did not draw a racially discriminatory district because they had no idea where communities of color were. That's a lie. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows where the black people are, where the Negroes are. <coughs> they know what they keep a tab on us where if we're on the moon, they know where the hell we at. Okay. During the twenty eleven redistricting process, legislators considered race withdrawing districts. Ralph Hines and Republican State Senator in North Carolina said in a statement. Though a spokesman person he declined to ask specific questions because he told the truth. He said we we considered the race when they do it. This statement continued, where we didn't show you considering race in order to draw new districts. So during this process, legislators did not use any racial data when drawing districts. But we're now being sued for not considering race. See that back and forth. See, that's what it goes, back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, they considered race, they, they drew the districts on race, you know, then they drew it, then they got sued for that, so they went back and did it. Now everybody said, well, he drew us out. So now like, they want it back in. Okay, okay, now look. Another other states map makers had declined to add new districts from majorities of people of color, even though the populations of minority residents have boomed. In Texas, where the population has increased four million since the 2010 redistricting cycle, people of color account for more than 95 percent of the vote. But the state legislature drew, drew, drew two new congressional seats from majority white populations, so they got two more representatives of white Republicans. And in states such as Alabama and South Carolina, Republican map draws continue a decades-long tradition of packing nearly all the black voting age population into a single congressional district, despite arguments for voters to create two separate districts in Louisiana. See, if each district gets a representative, but if they pack you all, they put it all in one, you get less, less representation in Congress and the Senate. So that's how it works. So that for y'all who don't understand civic politics, I know they don't teach civics in school anymore. So, anyway. Okay, whatever we leave off. Okay, in Louisiana, Governor Ed John Bill Edwards, a Democrat, said Thursday that the Republican controlled state legislation should draw a second majority black house district. Allison Riggs, the co executive director of the Southern Coalition for Southern Social Justice and Civil Rights Group, said that the gerrymandering was really an attack on black voters. The black representatives are the visible outcome of that. Efforts to curb racial gerrymandering have been hampered by a 2019 Supreme Court decision which ruled that partisan gerrymandering could not be challenged in federal court. In other words, we, it's done with. We ain't gonna, we can't go no damn court. We ain't gonna really, we ain't really pick up a gun and fight and might as well shut the hell up. Because ain't nothing gonna change unless you decide to go to total out civil war. And I know now y'all ain't gonna do it because we have these Negro preachers telling you you can't win, so whatever. Although the court did leave intact Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, which I don't know what that is, it's probably a minimal something. This prohibits racial gerrymandering. They have no concrete guidance on how to distinguish between a partisan gerrymandering and a racial gerrymandering. It absorbs both such as heavily democratic black communities. Given that certain differences, again, of no concrete guidance on how to distinguish between a gerrymandering of racial and a gerrymandering of politics. Of politics. So, you know, the party, I mean, I'm sorry. Given that certain demographic groups have a line trying to political parties, 90% of black voters in Georgia voted Democratic in 2020. For example, officials drew 
to draw a gerrymandered mask to simply argue that part politics were at play and not race. In Georgia, another member of the Congressional Black Caucus, Representative Lucy McBeth, has been drawn to a district with Representative Carolyn Boldo, a fellow Democrat, setting up a competitive primary election that takes away two, so if this race is down on one. In South Carolina, four black Democrats in the state house of representatives have been drawn to districts with fellow Democrats. Four, let's see, so let's see, four black, four black, and drawn to districts with fellow Democrats. Okay, so now we fight for that. That means one Democrat's lose <coughs> Compare with just one pair of white Republicans drawn to a district together. I guess he didn't put it on the Jay Tyrell, for a black Democrat from Columbia, who serves as a minority leader of the House, represents said the maps proposed by the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund Incorporate that would have maintained majority black districts would have been similar to their own gerrymandering objections because many states and residents were white retirees. In other words, they moved new crews out. At the same time, he said Democrats had to gerrymand the legislation map to maintain black districts because of black. <clears throat> black population losses in rural areas, even as the number of white residents in the states state surge. South Carolina Republicans are not foreseen exploiting that population shift. But what to expect? The same thing if we, that we did. That's Kate Hardy. Same thing black people did. We, we became majority. You saw that's, hey, that's, that's put it this way because we are majority. So you can't say that. But I'll get on that too. It was extremely unsettling, he said. The demographic changes. The problem is there's simply no population in those areas. Those maps contort themselves and the Republicans and the majority shot them down. Words are spread through Ohio State Legislative Black Caucus and represents 19 state representatives of the and which is one of the oldest black caucuses in the nation. Last month, Republicans in Ohio passed a gerrymandered map that locked in super majorities in both chambers of the legislature, meaning that Republicans could control more than two thirds of seats, even though former President Donald Trump won just 20. 53% of Ohio voters in 2020. At least four black members of the state legislature had their districts altered or withdrawn to another district. State Representative Juanita Brinkman, Vice President of the State Legislative Black Caucus, who has represented parts of Cleveland since 2019, has moved into a neighboring district. There it goes. You got to fight against each other. Four seats lost. Pretty black Democrats against each other. Downsized the amount of districts that black people can run or in or move into a totally different district. Brent said in an interview, he was trying to actually dilute the amount of representation that we have. State said the Bible called him Republican responsible for being established in the maps did not respond to impressive comments. Previously, he had praised the new maps for keeping each of the state's large cities in one percent districts. Now, since the mid 60s, have these. Seven major cities in the world. For the first time in one fifty years, Cincinnati will be contained in a central contained in a single district in college city in the state last month. This is truly historic. In other words, Negroes y'all out. Black white people in, niggas out. Sad to say it that way, but that's the way it is. Okay, now, I'm good to that too. But Bruce said to keep those cities in single districts amount to a form of gerrymandering known as packing, which is frequently used to reduce the power of density population areas and resulting in its minority communities from representing their representation, from increasing their representation. We are not giving Cleveland a chance to have fair representation, she said. And Cleveland is a majority African American city. Okay, now what this boils down to is what happened. See, a lot of y'all say, well, you know, they, oh, this is happening in Chicago, too, I heard. I heard that on WVON, that news system, they, they redistribute and everything. Now, there's two reasons for this. The major reason is this, like I said, population shift, okay. But the biggest reason is that the, the middle-class black people have moved out of these areas. The 
and the only people that are the, are the low class black people, I said just for years, poor black people, just poor black people, that's what poor black people in those areas. They don't vote the shit with them, but they, they're being picked by these politicians. You know, it's congressional black caucus. You know, they've been around for, I don't know, 40, 50 years. They haven't done jack shit, nothing. You know, every time you turn around, it's the same thing. Other minority groups come in, other groups come in, they get all the benefits. Black people get nothing. So what's happening is black people move out of these districts. They left, to, they left these areas to the Negroes and the niggas, and they want to tear it up, tear it up. And that's what they're doing. That's what you see everywhere you go. You know, in those areas, they, they're gone. They're, they're completely drafted. So why you need all this representation when all the people are gone? See, you know, the only people crying about this are the same people who haven't done shit for 50 years. I remember 50 years ago. In the 70s, everybody was so happy with getting all this black representation. And then 50 years later, up to this day, ain't a damn thing changed for black people in any of them damn districts. I grew up on the west side of Chicago. I grew up with them during the riots and after the riots in 68. And you know what? It still looks the same fucking way it did 50 years ago. And you know what you got over there? You got the same Negroes that were there that's representing you, and they still there. They've got paid millions of dollars over those 50 years, and they did damn things. But, like I said, black people got time. Everybody I grew up with moved the fuck away, because we saw everyone go change. We were going to change, you know. Because, you know, they gonna do, nobody's going to do anything for us. This representation we had wasn't doing shit. You know, and then every time I hear something about some just like these cities, everybody's complaining. Well, this neighborhood got well, the white neighborhood got this, the Mexican neighborhood got this, the Asian neighborhood got this. We didn't get nothing. Guess what? Because they represent them going there and do what they're supposed to do. They demand stuff for theirs, so they say we're gonna swing this vote this way and that way. Negro representation is not there. Because they know they're gonna depend on the same poor ass people who all they gotta do is give them the damn watermelon. But you don't get the watermelon patch. The watermelon patch goes to everybody else around you. You just get the damn watermelon. So, okay, they happy with that. You know, I got me something. And, and they kill it. So now they they cutting all these districts out, and they making these Negroes have to work with each other. Okay, they're going to work with each other and knock each other out. It still don't matter because you ain't going to get shit. Because now you got no no power in numbers. Uh, but you know, the Negroes didn't give a damn. And that's what I told Charlie yesterday on another uh Another uh, post I put up. I'm not voting that way no more. I'm not voting Negro politicians. I'm not voting Negro Democrats. I'm not voting Negro Republicans. I'm not voting on that color shit. You know, I did that a few times in my younger years, but I'm not voting. Vote your interest. If you live in a Republican district and your shit's together, black people, vote for that. Because that's what your shit is. If you live in a Democratic district and the shit's right in your district, vote for that. But if it ain't, let them go. Fuck them. You know, vote, vote against it because it's not helping you at all. Because just like I said, the population in Texas has increased. Yeah, it has. You know why? Because a lot of Negroes are moving there. And guess what's going to happen there? Same thing that happened in Atlanta. I hate to see it. You saw it yourself back in the day. When Atlanta started prospering with black business and stuff, what happened? Every low-end-ass nigga in the world moved out and now where's Atlanta? A shithole. The same thing will happen in Texas. Because the same thing, because they lose their representation in all these other places. Now, like I said, it ain't going to change nothing because you're going to have just one big spot of Negroes and only one representative. So, it don't mean nothing. It's going to become what? A swamp. Because what's going to happen is the Negroes and the middle class don't get along. The middle, <coughs> the middle class is going to move the fuck away. They're going to say, oh, no, 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 no. All right. Or well, they're going to go Republican to make sure that they don't get that shit done to them. Because, you know, All black right. people had enough. And that's why these representatives are losing their voting and losing their districts. Because black people don't give a damn. Black people are going for their own interests. 
If you want to keep giving and feeding a handful of Negroes who don't want to do shit for themselves and create havoc, that's up to you. You lose your seat, you lose your representation. But these these black boys these days are smart, just like I was then. When we tried to keep our own in power, but they didn't want to do shit. They haven't done shit. So they deserve to lose. But like I said, anybody who sits up and talks that brother shit about keeping a bunch of motherfuckers in line that, that that's getting money all the time, but your area looks the same damn way for 50 years and gonna look that way another 50 years, and they sit up here and you watch everybody else get a water watermelon patch and a cornfield, and all you get is the fruit of that lady, but you don't own shit. That's up to you. So I'll tell you like it is. Thanks of the United States. I know it's kind of long. I didn't mean to make it that long. I tried to talk as fast as I could, but you need to learn for yourself. These politicians made their own bed hard than land because it ain't no more politics like before. Just because you black don't mean you've been in the office and that. And look at everywhere it's sad to say that we put black people in power. They've done nothing. Nothing for black people, but they've done for everybody else. Let me take that in one more. No, I don't feel that. Especially those Negroes. Yeah, you got a lot of Negroes till I hear they say, hey, you know, that happened yesterday. You know, you, you hear them a lot of times. You even hear some of these Negro preachers say, seriously, you heard them. Yeah, that happened a long time ago. Well, this is 1964. Now, <laughs> 1964, I was nine years old. Duh. Duh. So I remember watching TV and seeing these folks. Okay, so that's what these folks got to say about themselves. Let's see how they think about us. So then you can just tell you, you know, see if it's really real. Because everybody said that was yesterday. This is 1964. See, 74, that's about that. 74. Hmm. 64. 84, 94, 74, 84, 94, that's 40, 2004, 50, oh, where is this, 2014, 60, oh, I must be wrong somewhere, 64, 50, yeah, okay, even my math is wrong somewhere, I was nine years old, this is 2021, 4 from 11, 7, 6 from 11, right, 57 years ago. Okay, close. Okay. So, 57 years ago, that's what these people were saying. Now, in the interim, a lot of you folks, especially people in nursing, a lot of you young ladies in nursing, you know, go to these nursing homes and take care of people. These are the people you may have taken care of. And when they do shit at you and call it a nigger bitch, they actually meant that. You know, and a lot of you have heard, I've heard, seriously, I've heard some black women say, oh, they don't mean that, they're just old and senile. No, they weren't. Because these are the same ones who talk, like I said, this is, some of these are older, so they may be dead, but they talk their daughters and sons the same thing. So when you saw some of these, it's like in the hospice, or something like that, and they call you a nigger bitch, and they throw shit at you, and they spit at you. We actually mean that. Well, that's what they have to say here, okay? Uh, 
these young ladies who need to be going these nursing homes. And see, because some of these people like this, this way, she may be 40 at this point. She looks like she's 60, but she may be 40. So she may be 102. Something like that right now. A little bit over 100. So y'all see her in the nursing home said, Oh, Miss Melanie, you just look so great today. I was like, I, me personally, I like to take my foot and put it right in her face and kick her off her wheelchair. But I don't work in places. And then y'all may also have her daughter or her son. And they feel the same way. They won't say it. They can say it out loud for a bunch of years. But now since Master Trump was back in there, they are got emboldened again and say what they want to say and say how they feel. So I just want y'all to know that, you know, that ain't all like you think it is. So when people come up to you and say that was yesterday, you tell them, uh, some of them people from yesterday are still alive. A lot of them are still alive. It was just like yesterday to us. Yeah, because we still remember it. Now, they don't want to forget, but they know what they did. And this is one more final level of this. But this is what happened all over the world. You, I'm quite sure they tell people in Africa to forget it. You know, that's the one thing I'm saying. I know y'all in South Africa yeah, don't like it because I'm going to tell the truth that reconciliation that Mandela came up with was bullshit. When he had the right idea, don't get them bastards a fucking inch. She meant to get them all out the country and he meant to keep them. Because, you know, it seems like everybody scares the Negro. That's why I'm saying Negro because black people get scared. Me, I'm black. I'll die. I'll, die. I'll take you with me out there. I don't give a damn. I will die. I will blow myself up with you to kill you crackers. I, I'm glad y'all see it. I will blow myself up right into the middle of a hundred of you bastards and blow myself up. Just like them people overseas did. Hey, just like the ones in Vietnam did. But Negroes, they want to talk about it. Yeah, they'll talk about it. They'll listen to the you know, bullshit. And they'll say, okay, well, we can work it out. Forgetting that what, what happened. Forgetting that these same people they're trying to work it out with just yesterday hung somebody from a tree and lynched them. But suddenly they want to talk. And the reason the only time these people wanted to talk was one reason. And I want you to remember this, The reason these folks start talking, not because of Martin Luther King marching and all that, and getting your ass whooped and kicked and stomped and water holes and dogs put on them, kids thrown in jail, disappearing and shit like that. They stopped because black people start fighting back. They actually start shooting back. They didn't sit up here and say, I'm going to take this ass whooping and you're just going to walk away, Mr. Child. We're going to kill your ass just like you kill us. When they start figuring that out, which it did happen, see, don't let it fool you. The news didn't tell you a lot about what happened in the 60s. You know, they only tell you about, oh, the poor Negroes are getting next. That made the white people feel good. Yeah, we stopped some niggers. But they didn't tell you how I many the white goddamn motherfuckers actually were too. Quietly. Because they didn't want the world to know, or the white people to know, you better fear them niggers. Because them niggers are arming up. They were passing up. You come to the church and you wanted to blow it up, your ass got a whole bunch of buckshot. That's what people in the South told you. You got buckshot, your ass got killed. And guess what? When Mr. Charlie Shell came on and said something else, he said, hey, we don't know. He was out there, he laying out there dead. Just like they would tell them. But then they moved in. They ain't got to hide their hand behind the back. But we just tell them, he laying out there dead. 
We don't know what happened to Mr. Jones. Who knew what happened? Him and his motherfucking cohorts tried to burn down somebody's church or the house and they got their ass killed. So when they started realizing that black people were actually coming out of that, yeah, as a master in this scratch out here, yeah, about, we start pulling up things like this. Uh, when we start putting up things like this legally, then they got the message. Really? We're not legally. Still not legally now. Ain't threatening nobody with them. But guess what? You will pay the cost to be a boss. So I just want y'all to know them people start telling y'all that happened last year or 20 years ago or whatever. We should forget about it. You tell them to tell the people like me who's still alive who live through that shit that we should forget about and see what it gets me. For me, they'll either get a bullet in their motherfucking head or a badass with them. Whichever one comes first. Y'all have a nice day now.